I just we're gonna get you one of those Gwyneth Paltrow goop eggs. <laughs> Did you hear that she had some like some of her fancy candles were exploding? Oops. That would be really Gwyneth funny. Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle explodes in woman's home. What's a vagina it's just, candle? It's just a regular this candle that smells like, smells like her vagina. vagina. Ew. Where we chat about the best of the worst. There's Rachel. Hello. Here's Mickey. Oh, hi. I'm Ashley. Hi, Your Ashley. hostess with the mostest. <laughs> um, that was original. <laughs> and I just want to, like, check in with you guys. What's going on? What, what's what's okay. been new in your life, Rachel? Has anything new come up in the last time since we've recorded? Um, I mean, I just learned that one of Peltro selling candles that smell like Allegedly. Like her vagina. I'm going to say that. I would rather have a candle shaped like Gwyneth Paltrow's <laughs> vagina, but that smelled like a regular candle than... Oh, that's much prettier. Right? Yeah, right? I, I like, that, that looks like a vagina. That yeah, sounds great. That's like a Georgia oh, O'Keeffe art. Like, yeah. art piece. But why would I want a regular ass looking candle that then supposedly smells like your badge? No thanks. I'm good. No, not like your badge. Yeah. Like Gwyneth's, Gwyneth's badge. <laughs> Don't get them mixed up. They're not even on the same plane. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, well, welcome. Mickey, what's up with you since we've last? Not much. I've just been rearranging furniture, playing on the Sega that we got for Christmas, the <laughs> emulator. What What's your favorite game on there? Ooh, okay, we've been playing... Shit, is it called... No, it's called, like, Streets of Rage has been the one we've really been going yes. on. Yes. Yeah, that is one's it, been fun. Okay, so... Are the streets enraged? Uh, or are the streets placid? Well, they're enraged. There's people like running out of everywhere with knives and they stab you. It sounds like Gotham. Um, I was, I've was. i never been a big game person. Yeah. And I think with quarantine, like I'm bored. And I, I've been playing Two Dots on my yeah. phone. And now in quarantine, I'm like, I've played it so much. Or like, I'll want to play it for the night. And then it's like, well, you need more coins or whatever. And I'm like, well, it's only $1.99. And then um, after like a long weekend, I got the receipt on Monday. And I had spent $26 on it over the weekend. Oh my god, Rachel. <laughs> I was like, I have to stop smoking weed and playing this game. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Um, well, I have also been playing a game recently, everybody. Mm. I have been playing Hogwarts Mystery. Oh, I heard where that's really I fun. I made my little avatar. She looks just like me. <laughs> I got a little kitty cat. Um, so I that's what I've been doing. And I'm like really committed to like getting all of the spells and like all of the things. Because I want to be the best student in Hogwarts. You want to be the next Hermione. <laughs> yes. But anyways. Yeah. This is not interesting. We yeah. Should. it's Let's move on from, from video game chat. Should we move on to Rachel's recap? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you need the yes. couple names? Definitely need the couple names. Okay. Yeah. Let's start with um, Brett and Daya. Can you tell us what happened last time? There were so many couples last time. Brett and Daya, they're the ones from Washington. And she's from the Philippines. Yes. Not Aya. Daya. Uh-huh. Oh, 
She demanded that they go and get her diamond checked out to see if it was real. Yep. Um, and then when they determined that it was real, she was like, oh, well, it has a dot in it still and I don't like it. <laughs> she knows what she likes. She, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, and then I remember, I felt like Brett was really, he was really trying. They also picked up his daughter. Oh, right. She is from Montana for okay. the summer. She's staying. And now uh, Daya is the Instamom. Instamom. What can you remind our audience of Yamir and Chelsea from Nicaragua and Illinois? Oh, right. Okay, so he's the boy band guy, and he's frustrated because he, he needs to learn English, you know, and he's trying to do that, but it's difficult. And she's already, like, getting impatient with him for not figuring out what he's gonna do to support her in their podunk town when he doesn't even speak the language and her racist family was like you could work at the cannery (laughs) yep what can you recall about justin from san jose and evelyn from columbia oh yeah okay so san jose sucks yes established (laughs) that and then evelyn is colombian Great. Love it for hot dog. <laughs> Love it for hot dog. Why? I don't remember anything so they, about them. So they're the ones that he didn't tell his family about Oh. <gasps> okay. And then they went to finally meet the family. And then his super racist sister-in-law <laughs> was just a huge cunt to her and basically was like, she's just trying to get a green card. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Darth, Darth Jen. Jen. Okay. And so then we have our uh, fourth couple, Danielle from Ohio and Mohammed from Tunisia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Is yeah. that what you remember? Just a nice <laughs> guffaw. <laughs> I remember that, like, he's, like, 19 and she's, like, 46. And I mean, close, 26 and 41. And she has, like, grown children that are, like, almost his age. Yeah. And uh, he just is clearly... He really is just in it for the green card. Or a mom. That's what you think. That is what I think. <laughs> we'll find out what, but what happened to them in the episode. He went on a walk. Oh, and he met some guys at the park, and they played soccer American, or American football. American football. And then they went to the bar, and then there was that really skanky lady who was hitting on him, who just, like, wanted to be on television. Totally the working girl, right? Yeah. Okay, so then we have our babies. Um, Amy and Danny from South Africa and Pennsylvania. Yeah, okay. And uh, she's staying in the place with his brother who's getting real creepy on her at this point. Like, he's definitely sniffing her panties when she's out. I'm sure. Yeah. And then Brendan is working and he's, like, complaining about the fact that he has to drive 45 minutes to see her. Did you just call him Brendan? (laughs) Yes. His name is Danny. Danny. That's what I meant. Practically the same name. (laughs) Brendan, Danny, Chad, Jason. It's all the same. I'm picturing him as like a white guy who's not ugly, but certainly not anything. A total Brandon. No panty dropper. Like, let's put it that way. (laughs) And he's probably got like kind of a military-ish haircut. More of a youth pastor vibe. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. youth pastor, totally. He's going to, like, skateboard and tell everyone how cool it is to have sex with Jesus. Right, that's right. Uh, but, yeah, he's just, like, really immature. Yeah. And she's bored. Okay, and then our last couple, Jason and Cassia. Yeah, see, Jason, Brendan, Danny, whatever. Same. <laughs> Interchangeable. Yeah. Right, okay, and they're the new couple. And remind me where they're from. He's from Spring Hill, Florida, and she is from Brazil. She's, oh, 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 okay. She is, like, really high maintenance. 
and not that cute, but she thinks she's pretty cute. And she's like a busted Amy Winehouse, right? I mean, her body's good, but her face. Her body's is good. Not. She's okay. a butterface Amy Winehouse. <laughs> and so he went down to Brazil to meet her, and then they just turned around and flew right back to Florida. And he was worried that she wasn't gonna show up because they'd like gotten in a fight before that. And then he brings her home, and he lives with his dad, yes. and the house is. Trash. Hoarder's nest. Yeah, trashy hoarder's nest. I also want to remind you, Rachel, yes. that Passia was dating one of his friends that he went to boot camp with. Oh, that's right. And then after they broke up, she started getting with Jason. Mm-hmm. So there's Rachel's recap. She doesn't know anything as uh, as usual. I thought I did really well that time. Yeah. I remember. Really you, 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 I mean, you, I remember tan, you tangentialized I know. Along. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it was good. All right. So shut your fucking mouth. Okay. Can you cut that out? <laughs> um, <laughs> Ashley, stop hitting me. Ow, I'm sorry. I'll talk less. This is getting borderline abusive <laughs> here. She beats me. You know, if you don't want me to beat you, if you want me to take these oranges out of the <laughs> sock, then you better do what I say. Um, okay so for the first uh couple that we want to cover tonight with you rachel is brett and dio and uh coming into these episodes we see that we have 73 days left to win so how many days are we in now i don't know uh day nine day nine i can't count um so they got 73 days to wed and there's they've got plenty of time yeah sure so many days 90 days flies by it really does in comparison to the rest of your life, which is what you are promising to these people. I know. So, <laughs> so today, when we see Daya and Brett, his mom has left, and it is Daya's first day alone with Cassidy. Oh, that's right. I forgot the mom was there. And were they having... Were they getting along? They had a little tip. They were okay, but it wasn't great. It was awkward. Yeah, yeah. Mom, yeah. mom didn't like Daya so much yet, just because of the whole ring thing. She was concerned. A little, a little put off like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And so we see Daya and Cassidy's interactions, and it starts off with, like, Daya's super nervous to do it. Brett leaves them alone for the first time. Because he's got to go to work, right? He's got to go to fucking work. Yeah. He got a job. And remember, he went back to work the first day after. Yeah. Well, he has to go save up. He has to work and save up enough money to buy her another diamond. Good. <laughs> another diamond and a, and like maybe another bed for his daughter oh to sleep God. on. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> they're sharing your room. Yeah. yeah. With Lou oh, and T, don't forget about our heroes. Well, Lou and T aren't in the same bed. Thank God. Oh, I forgot. Can about you imagine? That. <laughs> Just like I Charlie and the Chocolate Factory style. Uh, okay, so. It's just Cassidy and Daya on this first day, like, finally alone together. And then Cassidy locks Daya out of the house. And how old? Remind me how old Cassidy is. She's, like, young. Like, like nine or nine. Can't be more than ten. Yeah, she's young. So she locks Daya out of the house. And, like, as soon as she's closing that, like, door to lock Daya out, I could see a production member sitting on the inside of the door. (laughs) And so when Daya's like, no. And then so Daya comes up, starts banging on the door to get Cassidy to let her in. And the fucking production guy is just sitting there the whole time. Yeah, because it was his idea. Because reality <laughs> television isn't it's not real. real. Yeah, at least the stakes are lower. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. It's it like, was, oh, we can just let you in. This it child was so isn't gonna... funny. Um, so <laughs> Cassidy finally lets her in, or the production guy told her to let her in. <laughs> 
So then Brett comes home and then Daya tells him that Cassidy has been a quote, pain in the ass the whole day. And like, as a parent, personally, I would be pissed if someone who'd only spent one day with my child said that. Talking shit. Yeah. Yeah. But to be fair, she was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, So Daya was just looking for support and complaining to Brett that he's not disciplining her enough and not being strict and that she really needed his support with that to like actually set boundaries. So she uses a line which is pretty problematic in this conversation. Who's the man in this family? Who is the man in this family? So she uses that to try to guilt Brett into being a more strict father, but then I don't know. So Brett is also trying to get out of doing it, though. So his whole reasoning is, well, it's not like she's here that long. So I want it to be fun while she's here. Do you want summer breaks to be just like jail? And that last line is a direct quote. And it's like, just like jail. Dog, children need boundaries. And, like, by not having boundaries with your daughter, you are not making your relationship with her strong. And, like, you're not showing her how to respect you. hmm So, after Daya really insults Brett about his manliness, <laughs> Brett's actually, like, pretty, like, level-headed and calm here and tries to explain to Daya, like, I, like, I totally see your side, but this is what Cassidy is feeling. And so you need to think about what Cassidy is feeling mm-hmm. before you get too upset about these other things. Yeah. Um, and then so it, it shoots ahead like 11 days. And at this point, we get to see that Daya and Cassidy have really bonded by now. Aww. And it, was, it had a lot to do with what Brett said to Daya in that moment. She took Cassidy to the lake. They were playing. They went to, like, the playground. They were having, like, fun, chatting with each other, doing makeup together. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they're pinning nails, doing makeup. So Cassidy's, like, doing her own makeup and then just draws a clown face on with Daya's lipstick. I love it. Which was pretty horrifying, but also (laughs) they were having fun. It was good. Yeah. Responding. I think the most telling moment of that was that Daya didn't get mad about Mm. the waste of lipstick, right? That's true. She was... Yeah, she, she was so happy because, yeah, Daya, yeah. Would, she was just concerned that Cassidy wouldn't actually open up. She was so just like, good. you look silly. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. So that was really sweet. But, oh, my cold, cold heart is melting. I know. It's really sweet. I, I really like it. To, I really love seeing, like, when children and adults, like, can actually find that bond. Like, because mm-hmm. it can be really difficult when, you, when you're not born with that. Yeah. And Daya's being angry about the whole thing on that first day. Probably a lot of that was stemming from her own anxiety mm-hmm. about stepping into this new role and relationship. Yeah. Which I, I would not be... not a stepmom, but okay. I yeah. would be terrified if I Absolutely. was already, not even dating, marrying a man who had a nine-year-old child and I didn't have any kids. Like, yeah. Yeah, that would be intense. So mm-hmm. that makes me happy for yeah. them. How sweet. Yeah, so that's Brett and Daya on these first uh, on these episodes. So no new diamond yet. Mm-mm. Maybe she'll forget about the diamond. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Yamir and Chelsea. For this beautiful couple, uh, we get to see that they are seventy three days out to wed, and at this point, they're both unemployed. And and they're pretty young, right? Uh, twenty eight and twenty five. Oh, so no, never mind. And I actually have a lot of thoughts on them. Um, I kind of just think it's their story is just the worst Hillary Duff movie that I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a Hillary Duff movie, but 
I think I understand the reference. Have you ever seen... Okay, so Mickey and I were actually talking about this earlier. We want to do a movie night where um, it's teen stars go to Italy? Yes. I think there's a Kristen Bell one, and I do oh, love Kristen Bell. I do love Kristen Was Bell. she writing on a Vespa, though? Because that's, that's the requirement. That's, that's part of the requirement. I don't know. I've never seen well, so into it. the Hillary Duff movie... Um, there's an Amanda Bynes movie. Of course. There's an Olsen twins one. Of course. So, um, basically, that's the, that's the vibe we're going for here. Okay, so for Yamir and Chelsea, we're 73 days out, and they want to start shopping for wedding bands. Uh, so what they do is they go to the local antique store, and she mentions that her dream wedding is rustic. Bohemian. She wants an opal or a moonstone ring. <laughs> and then we get to see like a little talking head of your mirror where he says that she's a hippie and that their styles are like totally opposite. Oh boy. Um, and this is actually my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the scene is so they're in the antique store and she's looking at rings and he sees these thing of fur coats. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, I've never, like, worn fur before. Because why would so I? Warm. Yeah. <laughs> and so he it. puts it on. Oh, my God. And he calls him. He's like, I look like a queen. <laughs> oh, I love that. And it's so cute. He starts giggling. <laughs> yeah, he realized immediately that he meant to say king. But yeah. he also was, like, saying, oh, I look like Mark Antony was the other reference. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it was really cute. Then we realize while we're in the antique store, he does not want an antique ring. Only <laughs> Only she does. He wants a brand new ring. Okay. And her response to him telling her that is that it's because he's a pop star. He's flashy. And flashy wedding band. We started recognizing that any difference between them, Mm -hmm. she says it's because he's a pop star. He's wearing this because he's a pop star. He wants this because he's a pop star. Mm -hmm. He wants to live here because it's a pop star. And it's like, get over that, I guess. Also, he's not... And so she she says, like, the reason why she likes antique rings is because there's a history and a story behind them. And he's like, I don't want their story. I want my own story. Also, you don't know yeah. what that fucking story is. Also, maybe is, that they cursed? Were is that ring cursed? Yeah, maybe it comes with a ghost. Is that a murder ring? I can't be a part of a murder ring. Uh, let's get back on track. He'll get a new one. Meanwhile, she finds something and goes through line and buys it. Wonderful. They did it. Um, Good job. And now we're at 64 days to wed. We see Ymir thinking about Myla Vox, kind of being upset about the whole situation, how it all went down, but he's also trying to plan a wedding, so he's like having a lot of feelings and emotions. Um, and he reaches out to his friend Frankie and finds out that his old band recently just put on a show without him. Aww. And substituted someone else. Poor guy. He's really sad. Um, he just thought that when he left, he'd still be in the band because he never quit. And he recognizes also that people can record albums from different places in the mm, world. True. And then just combine it all, right? Awesome. And so that's what he kind of expected when he moved. Mm, he probably should have gotten that in writing. I mean, he should have. And then he also mentioned, like, once he's married and he has his green card, he can just travel back to Nicaragua to perform whenever they need it. Yeah, um, with all the money he's making. Yeah, so at this point, he doesn't know if he's still a Milo Box or not, because... Everything has been so up in the air with it, and no one's telling him anything. The next day, he finally gets a text from Gabriel. Gabriel? I think it's Gabriel. Let's call him Gabby. Gabby. Good old Gabby. Here's the message. Direct quote. 
Ymir, what's going on with you, brother? You come and alter the course of a serious project based solely on and only on your personal interests and ambitions, and you dismember the little that was left of Myla Vox. The moment you left for the U.S., you made a decision. Do not count on me for anything anymore. That's harsh. That's harsh, but That's I mean... really ouch. I get it. I say fuck you, you, Gabby. I would be pissed. There was a nicer way to word that email. Yeah. For yeah, sure. He's <laughs> As probably... a professional. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't disagree at all. You are correct. However... Gabby's pissed, you know? He's like, we had a shot at doing... We were working on this. In his mind, it sounds like we were working on this thing. It was going well. And then you up and left to go to another country with some... You got yoko Some hoe. <laughs> yeah. Like, this fucking Yoko over here. So, like, what the hell? Also, I love Yoko, and I hate that she's become, I like, know. a oh, delicious I, throw yeah, I have some Yoko love you, Yoko. I love. I should replace a Yoko with just, like, a, a Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. I think so, too. Because she's yeah. not contributing any art anywhere. Exactly. She's a Chelsea. She's just fucking... I hate... We hate Chelsea. So, anyways, Chelsea ends up blaming herself after As well Ymir, she should. After Yamir goes to talk to her to tell her about it, and she calls herself his number one fan. She's um, like, I'm his Yoko. <laughs> she does say, when Yamir told me that my box had finally broken up, I was really upset. So, like... Finally. There's some subtext in mm-hmm. both of these messages, mm-hmm. and it's like... There's something that's not, we're not being told. Yeah. So, moving on, we have 52 days to wed. Ymir realizes that now he needs to figure out how to become a solo artist. Because he can't, he doesn't have a band to back him up anymore. Oh. Um, Chicago's nearby. So, he sent recordings and demos out to a bunch of different producers and uh, record labels and studios. And he got a meeting. Hey. So, he and Chelsea get on the train. They get off in Chicago. And immediately you can see, like, Yamir looks relaxed. He looks like he belongs. It's like, he, oh, a city. Yes. <laughs> They're both walking around in their cool leather jackets. And then we've got um, Chelsea over here wearing a hat that's way too small for her head. She's got the tiniest <laughs> little, like, bowler or, like, little short pork pie hat. Oh, but it's just it's covering like just the crown of her the head. back of her head, yeah. <laughs> and I'm that like, look. that hat does not fit you, girl. I don't know what you're doing here. <sighs> um, okay, so then we finally get to see Yamir in the studio. And he meets up with Fran Danny. I don't know which studio this is. And Danny says that he's worked with Stevie Wonder for the lot for 20 years. Mm. Uh, Diana Ross, Tom Waits. I mean, Chicago, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, they obviously, like, they've got some connections. They know, like, what's up. They're they're asking him some questions, and it gets really sad and frustrating here because he cannot speak Mm. fluent English. And so so he tries to speak in Spanish to them. And then it's just, like, it's this really uncomfortable, like, they're speaking English to him. He's trying to speak it back but can't, so he gets frustrated Mm. and just speaks Spanish back to them. And then he goes, understand? And then in his talking head, he said he felt like he was, like, suffocating. Suffocating. So, wait, Chelsea wasn't there to translate. No, he needed a translator desperately. Uh, she went and was waiting at, I like, a bar somewhere. Thought that was, like, the shop. whole point of her going with... Well, I mean, also to, like, yeah. I guess help him navigate. But, yeah, like, it would make sense for her to go and translate. Yeah, he, but she didn't. Um, oh, that's so brutal. Yeah, so they decide to put him in the booth, see what he's working with, what he's got. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does some Spanish rap. Um, I don't know if it's good. I mean, I didn't hear a lot of range in his... Yeah, it seemed very, like, monotone. He looked Um, like he was having fun, so... Yeah. 
And is does he understand English pretty well at this yes. point? Okay, it's just he speaking. can't articulate he can't, it. Yeah, yeah. Fran tells him that he has a spark that can reach people, but mm. he re- but he needs a team, and that Chicago's where he should be, mm-hmm. not small town Illinois. Yeah, of course. And uh, so then he talks about like how he's kind of scared to tell Chelsea because he knows that she wants to stay in Galesburg. Why? That's a great question. So let's ask her. Let's right. go to the bar after our um, recording session. So we meet Chelsea, and we're and like they're talking about how how well it went, how he's excited about it, and that he needs to know how she would feel about moving there. Uh oh. Yeah, she wants him to succeed. She wants him to be happy. She's his biggest fan. Don't forget that. Uh huh. But she also likes that her parents are somewhat of a security blanket, and she's been moving around for supposedly 10 years between college and volunteering. So she just really likes having that stability. Um, Mind you, I don't understand how she would be living on her own. At 15. Exactly. Come on. 10 years? 10 years. Calm down. You're exaggerating. You went to college, and then you went to another country. Yeah. You can move to Chicago now. That's... So. But she she doesn't know while they're not settled fully how yeah. she'll make that work. Sorry, Which is Chelsea, I hate you. Uh, you know likes. she could look for a job in Chicago. Were there jobs? That's, yeah, actually, okay. does she? She doesn't even have a job. That, that was one of my other frustrations with Chelsea is that. When they were in Nicaragua, he was doing his thing, right? But she could have continued working in Nicaragua, maybe, right? But then, and she speaks fluent Spanish. Then to drag someone mm-hmm. who does not speak English to, like, middle America where no one speaks his language. And there's no career opportunities no for career, either yes. of you. Yeah, you don't have a job when you get there? Like, why are, why are you going? Yeah. Chelsea, you suck, and you're garbage, and I hate you, and I hope that's it. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything else me. In case it happened and I would feel bad about it. Okay, so let's talk Justin and Evelyn. And we've got 66 days to wed. So we're meeting Martha Mom for crepes. It's a great mom name. I love crepes. Um, oh, me too. Mickey and I talked about doing a whole new podcast called Crepe Chat. We <laughs> just talk about crepes. Yeah. Crepes that we like, crepes that we've eaten, crepes that we've seen. Crepes we want to make. Uh, so, tune in for Crepe Chat. Um, so, we're talking to Martha Mom, and Evelyn is talking about how, like, it's kind of her mission to bring Justin closer to his family, because he seems very estranged. Not very estranged, but yeah, they're, they're not close. And he basically was like, fuck them, they don't accept you. If they're not all 100% on board, then I don't need them. Exactly. Yeah. It kind of seems like the rest of his family might be, like, mostly close, and that he's just, like, mm. I don't know, removed himself and angry yeah. Do we all know? the time. We, but we don't know why, necessarily. He just gets really sensitive and, like, yeah. very defensive about everything yeah. we've seen so far. All right. Yeah. All right. And then, basically, we see Martha Mom... Um, trying to understand Justin and trying to have him understand everyone else's points of view and why they might have been surprised that he had a new fiancé. <laughs> you know, not just a new girlfriend, not someone you're dating, but a new fiancé that you intend to marry. And she, yeah. she was she was asking so delicately to, like, make She's sure like to not trigger that. She's like a therapist or something. Like, she, she knows. She was trying yeah. to lead him there. Exactly. 
Yeah, and so she ends up uh, convincing him to have a one-on-one with his brother, Jake. Okay. So we can, like, kind of hash out the issues going on. Is Jake the one that's married to Darth Jen? Yep. We see that five days later, Jake and Justin have gotten together at the driving range. And Jake makes a comment that he had reached out several times to Justin, texted, left voicemails, and never got a response back. And that he needs Justin to reach out more often and offer more of his life. And that kind of got to me mm-hmm. a little bit because, like, I know I do the same thing. Yeah. Like, I separate myself from the rest of my family. I, I do the same thing. Yeah. But, um, so basically Justin is saying, like, he, all he ever wanted was from them was, like, congratulations. And then Jake is, I'm going to paraphrase here. Jake is basically like, nah, you dumb. That's not what you get, like... You, you can't drop a bomb. You, yeah, you can't just do that. You have to be open with your family about mm-hmm. what's going on in your life and then not expect them to freak out if you just show up with someone. Um, Why would we just blindly support you in all things if you don't include us in your life? Exactly. Yeah. So he talks that's, about... That sounds... It's reasonable. It's yeah. reasonable. Jake yeah. is reasonable. So far, Justin and Jen seem like the only unreasonable people here. <laughs> which means, like, they should have gotten married I know, I was... It's palpable, dude. Yeah. I don't know what it is. They totally had sex at the wedding. Dude, probably. I mean, it's it's like a thick vibe of real hatred. There's a real sexy vibe there. (laughs) Real sexy Sexy hatred. Sexy hatred vibe. (laughs) Yeah. And so then a few days later, when we have 55 days left to wed, um, we get to see Justin and Evelyn inside their apartment, like, cooking together because they're going to have Jen and Jake over. (laughs) Are they making hot dogs? Aren't they the love at first hot dog couple? Okay. Yeah. But Justin tells Evelyn to make the salsa so hot that Jen won't be able to talk. <laughs> Which agreed. <laughs> yeah, it's agree with that. Pretty funny. And then fucking Jen and Justin show up at the door looking like the goddamn Smurf twins. Jen like and Jake. Aeropostale uh, window <laughs> models. Like wearing this bright Robin's egg blue matching shirts. Ew. Yeah. They look like Smurfs. Why? Um, they're disgusting. I don't love them. San Jose, dude. San, San Jose. San Jose fashion. They wanted to really stand out on camera. They did it. That they did. They did it. So basically, the Smurf twins are grilling Evelyn like a sausage, like a Colombian hot dog. <laughs> Asking her all sorts of questions like, how many children do you have already? Whoa. Where are your secret children that you're going to bring over the border into our country? We hate Darth Smurf, Jen. Seriously. <laughs> Darth Smurf. Darth Smurf. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a hard one to That's say. That's hard <laughs> to say, Darth it's Smurf. It's so they're grilling her, and also in the course of that, Jen asks if they set a wedding date yet, which opens the wedding conversation in which oh boy. Justin informs them that they're just going to elope. They're not going to have anybody there because he feels like a wedding is a romantic thing that should just be between the two people, at which Jen... Which it's never been in the history of weddings ever. It's only ever been about the families. But doesn't... Didn't he bring that up last time and Evelyn was sad about it? I can't remember for sure. He must have... I can't remember if he said it at the pool party or not blatantly. Okay. But he did definitely announce it this time and Jen just immediately starts pouting Mm -hmm. in saying how she thought that they would always be a part of this celebration she wants to be able to like try to convince him to not get married right? she wants to stand up at the does yeah. anybody have any objections part 
She needs that. You know she would. Darth Smurf seems to want something to do with the wedding. <laughs> um, but the thing about Justin, like, I think there's something going on here. Justin seems so protective of Evelyn and their life together. Mm-hmm. I feel like something must have happened in their family in the past to make him so secretive and, like, against his standoffish mm-hmm. towards his family. So right. many. They, there's so many things that yeah. could be. But it, it's definitely, like, there's something a little off or weird. Yeah. Which, like, yeah. It's not normal, whatever no. it is. Basically, at the end, Jake is just imploring him to at least consider having Martha there. Because if you're going to have one person, just have it be mom. You're going to hurt her feelings. It would mean the world to her. You can't not have Martha mom there. She's so nice. She's invited my wedding for sure. If I was getting married again, Martha mom can come. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about Daniela Muhammad. So at 55 days to wed, we've got Muhammad missing home. At this point, like understanding that his family won't be able to come to the wedding. And so we start looking at wedding venues. So, like, let's get Muhammad a little, like, a little smile on his face. Let's look for wedding venues. So, they go to take a look at Camp Conley. I pulled up the website for this place, and it is so wild and crazy. How so? Like, we are going to put this up on our Instagram page. This is the (laughs) website. It is literally just a colored flyer. Uh, this looks like a hotel brochure. What? That's yeah, a, like, like a, a trifle. trifle. Yeah. Like a shitty <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely oh a man-made lake on there. But there is. I don't know. And it has know. fish in it. I don't and know. that's with bluegill, <laughs> bass, and catfish, but you're not allowed to go swim. No, you got fish. Yeah, you can go fish, huh? That's nice. So, we're, anyways, we're looking at this Camp Conley, and fucking Paul is coming again. Like, her brother-in-law... And this time at least her sister comes. Yeah. But why is Paul always coming to everything? Uh, so as, as they're walking around looking at this like park ground, Muhammad de- declares that he does not want to be married in an open space like this. Um, usually like when men of his country get married, it's in a covered location indoors, usually in the man's house. Well, he doesn't have one of those. He doesn't have one he of those. He has a couch. Maybe they can get married on his couch. <laughs> Did he bring it with him? No, I guess Tunisia? it is Daniel's couch. <laughs> it is Daniel's he just couch. sleeps on it. Yeah. Um, so maybe count. they can get married under his leather jacket. <laughs> there you go. Now That's we're the thinking. one thing he owns. <laughs> oh, the, it could be, they could just prop it up under four sticks. And That's then what I'm saying. Yeah. They could get married under one. And then it would be like a hoopah. Yeah. Exactly. That's fine. Yeah. It'll be fun and cute. Um, and so as they're walking around the grounds, brother Paul says that he's going to take care of the music. I come up with a new DJ name for him and he doesn't have one. Mm -hmm. I think he goes by DJ Paul, but I'm going to call him DJ Second Amendment. That's exactly what he looks like. Yikes. Um, DJ Capital Rioter. (laughs) Good alternate. DJ They Maced Me in the Face. (laughs) And so, while we're doing all this, Sarah starts talking about... Sarah is Danielle's sister. Okay. She starts talking about, like, she's confused as how they're going to afford everything. Because, mm-hmm. basically, she makes the same amount of money as Danielle does. Because they She has a partner together. and does not have four children. So, we're seeing a lot of apprehension surrounding this couple. And then a few days later, about a week later, I'd say, Danielle and one of her daughters goes to meet her sister, Sarah, and then her friend, Dee, 
and they go to this place called Barry's Restaurant, and um, it was is... attached to a place called Dinky's Bar. What am I? Is, there's a dick joke in there somewhere. A dinky dick joke. <laughs> a dinky berry. Ew. You've got dinky berries. Gross. <laughs> Sounds like a condition. Like you should get you that checked out. Dinky berries. <laughs> dinky berries. Dinky berries. That's like what you like tease someone on the playground with. You have dinky berries. Ew. We're inside now. We're talking finances, and basically, sister Sarah and friend D, or cousin D. Um, are telling her that she's too broke to do this. <laughs> yeah, they start asking specifics on, like, yeah. how much does the visa cost? And yeah. how much do you need to spend for the wedding? And you have the three daughters to support. Sounds like you're going to need three or four jobs. But this whole three. time they're talking about how little money she has. Mm-hmm. And how in the hole she is. Her daughter's sitting right next to her. Mm-hmm. Not a great... Like, she's a teenager. She, she doesn't need to know this. the financial insecurity that... Is happening. Not in that format. Yeah. I would say that she, it's important to keep your children, teach your children about financial matters. But but, don't let them be scared. But yeah, don't like, don't be like, scaring the shit out of them. Yeah. Uh, Sarah tells her that basically like, they're not going to be able to do it because they just don't have the finances for it. And she says like, how are you guys going to make it? And then in Danielle's, perpetual teenager-dumb. Oh, boy. She cries out, I love him, and I know he loves me because love has conquered every financial problem any couple has ever had in the past. Yeah, (laughs) totally. If you've heard about any marriage. Um, So Sarah tells Danielle to her face, this is a disaster waiting to blow up, at which point Danielle looks down and starts rubbing the back of her neck uncomfortably. Oh, boy. Uh, Sarah says that there's too many things going on. The age difference, the culture difference, and the money. Yeah. And money is a huge one, right? Like, all three of those are huge things. Combined, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. It's a lot. Um, reminder that she hasn't actually told Muhammad how broke she is. So anyway, mm-hmm. Sarah off camera says that she's sure that Danielle was upset by what she told her, but that she needed to hear it. Yeah, Absolutely. someone needed to right. yeah, like, snap her out of it. That sucks. Yeah. Remind me, what is Mohammed's like uh, vocation, or what does he want to do, or does he not know because he's what twelve? Shrug <laughs> is my answer to you. Shrug. Uh, he's twenty six, but I don't. I don't think he's ever <laughs> he's, said anything about what he wants to do. His like energy is like a fuckboy. Oh, sans God. the charisma, sans the sex. <laughs> yeah, and he's got like a little pooch, like a little belly. <laughs> And he thinks he's, like, sexy, but anyways. So about a week after this, after Barry's restaurant, their phones got shut off. And then Muhammad starts finding all of her past due bills. Oh, no. And so we see them on the couch, like, talking about this. And she's, like, cuddled up to him. Like, you can tell she doesn't want to take any sort of responsibility for it. Mm. And he wants her to explain everything to him. And he's frustrated that she didn't tell him beforehand. Mm Mm-hmm. And she tells him that she was too scared to tell him. So <laughs> he says, come. <laughs> quote, it's not about scared what you did. It's mean. It's lying. Mm-hmm. I mean, the language is a little... Harsh, but... It's a little harsh and it's a little, like, childish, you know? But, like, he's not wrong. No, he's, no, he's not wrong. Like, she lied to him. He 
You know, he left his entire country. He left his job, his home, his friends, his family. He tells her, like, basically, I gave up all of this shit for you, and you did not tell me the truth about what's going on here. And he tells her that she needs to change a lot of things, like, a ton of things. Otherwise, he will leave, because that's her biggest fear, is that he's going to leave her. And so he tells her that she needs to change or he will. She needs to start trusting him and telling him things, and Mm -hmm. he needs to be able to trust her. Um, treating and, treating him like a, a partner a partner and not one of her children or like a or like a sex slave or, yeah because yeah, her children apparently know more about their finances than he did yeah. Yeah. and he tells her that he's not gonna leave because of any like problems or lack of money but he will leave if she doesn't share more information with him and that's what I have for Danielle Muhammad so they in this conversation this tough combo he agrees to a fresh start they're gonna go back to the beginning. So they hug, a reconciliatory hug, and she cries into his neck again. She's always crying. I can't. Well, and that is a great example of why you don't agree to marry somebody that you just met. Ding, ding, ding. So moving on, let's talk about Amy, 21, South Africa, and Danny from Norristown, Pennsylvania. We're intro to them at 66 Days to Wed. We get Danny showing up with flowers. (gasps) He's taking Amy on a date. An actual date without a member of his family. We don't actually know. This could actually be the first time they've been alone together. So Danny shows up with flowers to take her on a date because he has finally realized that they don't actually have that much alone time together. Oh. And it might affect the relationship. Mm. And so they go ice skating. And we get to see this, like, the inside of this rink. I don't know where it is. It can't be in Norristown, Pennsylvania, because I can't imagine Norristown has their own personal ice rink. I just did a quick Google Maps. Shout out, Google. Norristown, Pennsylvania is only a half hour away from Philly. And that shocks so close. me. Because, like, it, everything we've seen of Norristown, it's so rural. Yeah. It's, like, in the middle of nowhere. It's empty fields everywhere, but it's a half hour from Philly. Yeah. So maybe they went to Philadelphia, and there's yeah. her, um... Maybe a lot of ice skating in Philadelphia. Okay, so anyways, you're at the skating rink, and uh, apparently they're, like, way too hot for each other. They have to set up these boundaries. Like, they can hold hands, they can peck, but they can't touch butts. Like, butt to butt or hand on butt? <laughs> I think anything involving butts. No, it's just no butt. It's too much. Yeah. I think, like, no eyes on butts, no hands on butts. Wow. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Butts are too sexy. Yeah. Any man that touches my butt has to have sex with me instantly. <laughs> After they come back from the skating rink, uh, they decide to go back to Nick's house and have, like, the perfect night. Just, like, couch cuddling and watching movies. With Nick. No. Rubbing her feet under the blanket. No. <laughs> just together, they're going to eat popcorn and cuddle, okay? No, I'm saying that's what they want, but Nick's like, Nick what's wants, up? You don't know anything. I don't. Because as soon as they get settled, Nick shows up. <laughs> oh. Which is... And asks if he can hang out, and they say yes. No, he doesn't ask. He just comes and sits in between them on the couch. So well, it's his house. He's sitting on it both of their house. laps, like, halfway. That's his couch. He had to come in there and put six Bibles between them. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah. himself. Yeah. Because he says he's assuming a fatherly role. Yeah. And that they're in the danger zone. I <laughs> totally want to be in the danger zone. I um, love the danger zone. Okay, let me get back to, to Nick, though. As he's sitting on top of them in between them on the couch, he starts <laughs> grilling them, asks them where they had been earlier today alone. Oh. He asks if they're keeping everything we talked about. Real nice, Ugh. Nick. So, virginity. 
Danny is pretty upset. Do you upset. think he's going to test her uh, virginity later? Oh my god, he's he, trying. He he's wants like to. He wants to so bad. So he wants like to stick those fingers. This Ugh. experience, Danny is finally starting to see that his family might be getting in the way of his relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so about a week after this, Danny decides that it's time to tell Amy a secret about Texas Daddy. So he tells Amy, finally, that his dad is not into interracial marriages. Oh, oh, that guy. Yeah. So while he's telling her this, he also lets her know that his mom and dad are coming to the wedding about two days before. And he says, my dad has never really experienced interracial couples before. He has concerns about your race. But, like, literally, okay, I don't know where this guy lives in Texas, but, like, you can step outside your door and see an interracial couple. You can turn on your TV and see an interracial couple. He probably means, like, friends or family, though. Not, like, general world that's He's, on you if you haven't experienced an exactly. interracial couple in exactly. 2016. Yeah, because clearly like, he's, he's chosen not racist. to. Yeah, he's yeah, racist. Exactly. He's it's chosen probably, not but, to yeah. engage. It's, it's frustrating that like Danny's not taking that stand, hard stance of like being honest about where his dad is at, and mm-hmm. it's just like, well, he hasn't really seen that. And it's like, no, maybe question no. why he hasn't seen that yeah. because that's not. And Danny's not super okay. young too, and maybe yeah. he's, he's trying to make excuses. I see. For his dad, yeah. I see what sure. you're saying, though. He's not acknowledging that it's because his dad's a fucking racist. Yeah, yeah. Just come out and call totally. a spade a spade. And like, how hard is it though to like it's reconcile difficult. that? Yeah, like the so person that I love yeah. that raised me might actually be a piece of shit. Yep. So she's super nervous about everything, but Danny tells her that even if his dad doesn't accept her, that doesn't matter. Like, he's still going to marry her regardless of what his dad or other family members may say. Yeah. I mean, this is such an award boy, like, award for good boys situation, right? We're like, oh, you're going to marry her anyways, but you're not going to stand up to your father. Here's a medal. Yes, absolutely. Congratulations. Yeah. What a good man. Yeah. It's time for the bachelorette weekend, which Danny's sister, sister-in-law, Heather. sister-in-law Heather, Heather threw together for her. Like Heather is queen VIP, so kind, so sweet, and like put together this whole weekend for Amy. Aww. So they rented a house, super cute, and uh, they call it vintage. It's just an old house. I don't, whatever. <laughs> so one of the things that we get to see is like all of them crowd onto this beautiful covered porch. They decide that it's gonna be like game time. And so they start to play this game called, do you know your groove? Oh boy. Why would you do that to someone in a 90 day fiance situation? We played that game for my friend Carla. When you play that game, what was the repercussion of getting an answer wrong for Carla? Oh, I mean, no one cared. Was it like a drinking game or anything? No, we were just getting smashed. Yeah, okay. It was just like a fun trivia game. And then if you got things right, like we all got prizes. What would be like a normal penalty? You're hanging out with your girls. You lose a point. You have to take a shot. Take a shot. That sounds Something. fun. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, if you really wanted to penalize me, you would be like, Rachel can't drink. I mean, so what they're doing is they're, they're asking her questions. They're all staring at her. All eight ladies. No one else is answering questions. So just they're just, her. They're just looking at her. Fun. And every time she gets a question wrong, she has to chew a piece of bubblegum. Oh. Isn't that funny? 
How hilarious. Give that poor girl some alcohol already. That's what she I'm saying. Like, religious people really know how to ruin a good time. Yeah. Like, do not have any dry events ever. Yeah. Moving on. Sounds um, We hear Heather tell Amy, I was told that you like sunsets. And then so we get to see this group of women tramping through this field what? at sunset. <laughs> Because Amy's the only person in the world who ever has said that they like sunsets. I heard, I heard this weird thing about you that you're really into um <laughs> sunsets. Like when the sun sets. Dude, bro, that's like totally gay. Dude, is it gay to like uh the color orange? Are sunsets gay? <laughs> sunsets are so gay. They're, they're like so beautiful. They're like kind of like rainbows. Yeah. Um, I mean, every time I see a sunset, I like accidentally fuck a dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the gay sunset now. And so as they're walking out to the field, we get to actually see this, like, they've set up this really beautiful, like, picnic blanket area. There's, like, a small table and then a bunch of, like, quilts and blankets Aww. and, like, candles and gifts for her. Aww. It's a beautiful open meadow with yeah. little flowers okay. in the ground. So and they did the sun. trees far away. Yes. So the sunset was a ruse. So now I feel bad for attacking yeah. them. It was fun. I laughed when she was like, I heard you like sunsets. <laughs> <laughs> I like everyone else. So they go out to this beautiful romantic uh, sunset field. And Amy's crying because, like, she doesn't have these kinds of friends in Africa, it seems like. Like, she, she did mention that, like, she hadn't, like, received gifts like that before. Mm. Um, so she kind of cries and, like, it's really sweet. But then the crying is remedied, personally, for me, by the gifts of lingerie <laughs> and sex toys. <laughs> and which... I'm assuming every one of Danny's sisters makes some kind of comment about, oh my god, it's so weird to think about because he's my brother. <laughs> Ew. But one of the sisters specifically had given her lube in a gift bag. Yeah, and, and she's like, like, you're gonna need this. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so they're presenting the laundry and sex toys. And at this point, I noticed that they were all, it looks like they're all drinking from mini champagne bottles. But on closer look at these champagne bottles, I think they're actually San Pellegrino bottles. Oh, so this, there is no alcohol. No. And I don't know how she could get through this sober. It's rough. And then, with 40 days left, her mom shows up, and Lorna mom is the sweetest, cutest little lady. I love her so much. Aww. She's so nice. She starts talking to her mom about how anxious and nervous she is about meeting Danny's parents. Yeah. So, yeah, mom Lorna's super sad. Mm. And she's like, I can't yeah. believe this. Like, you're so perfect and wonderful. Who could not love you? Yeah. Basically. What a horrible thing. I would be so afraid and sad mm -hmm. for my child. Yeah. You know? Um, but she lifts her mom's spirits in this moment, telling her, like, I have waited to buy my wedding dress until you got here. So they go to Jennifer's bridal. And she wants something kind of simple. So while she's trying on her dresses, like her mom says like the nicest, sweetest thing ever. And she's like, Amy makes this so hard because she looks so beautiful in everything. Mm. Which was true. She's true. Out, Amy's she, a hottie. The first two, she comes out, looks beautiful. Yeah. So she looks like she's out of like a bridal magazine. Mm. Second one, she it's the one her mom picks out. And it's like a little bit dorky, a little yeah, bit like a little older. Yeah, like taffeta and then like a bling waist yeah. belt mm -hmm. but she still looks incredible so but the third one she comes out and it's like this sleeveless princess cut a-line dress mm -hmm. with this like 
large floral print overlay. Like lace overlay. Lace mm. overlay. Mm -hmm. And so like the lace isn't super fine, but it's like really pretty and it like covers the whole thing. Mm. And it has pockets. Hey. Love a pocket. It love a pocket. Has fucking pockets. Everyone loves a pocket. And she made sure to let everyone know it had pockets. So uh, for our last couple, we're gonna cover Jason from Florida and Cassia from Brazil. With 80 days to wed, we're headed to the crab shack. Hey, is <laughs> this a crabs. is this a venue potential venue location? <laughs> so they're like going to go get food and then like going to go shopping. I want to okay, so I'm gonna have Mickey set up this whole scene for you because it's gorgeous. Jason really wants her. He thinks it's important for Cassia to see the town and be out and about. Let me give you the fashion. Uh, he's wearing white cargo pants. Pants or shorts? Oh, shorts. My bad. Thank you. White yeah, cargo shorts. White cargo shorts. They're long shorts. His shirt is a black shirt. The back uh, has a list of the best 16 drill sergeant quotes. Let me give you Cassia. She is wearing a skimpy blue snake print dress. <laughs> yes. It's a bikini top and like a little mini skirt. Wow. And walking around in those four inch heels, Jason hands her the slushie that he's drinking so that he can turn sideways, sneeze without covering his face. Sneeze full force. Oh. You see the spittle flying. He does not cover his mouth. He does not make any effort to cover this. And then the wind pulls it back. And it gets Cassio. Ew. She's holding his drink and gets his spit on him. Oh, that's gross. So she's not stoked about it. He's definitely like a COVID super spreader. Let's just yeah. put that out there yeah. right now. Oh. We're in 2021 now. You cannot sneeze without a mask. That's disgusting. So anyways, they go into the bikini shop and it's called Bikini Brazil. And she tries on this really cute like black and white striped swimsuit that looks like a regular bikini. It's not like what I would it's consider not even a, Brazilian. A thong. Okay. It's just like yeah, it's a, not normal, a thong. normal butt. But yeah. Yeah. And then Jason tells her that it's too revealing. <laughs> and I'm just like, that is no more revealing than just like the outfit she was pants. just yeah. wearing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's probably more revealing than that because people expect you to see you in a swimsuit. Yeah. So she decides that she wants to put this pasty ass motherfucker into what's called a sunga, which is basically a speedo. Oh boy. So he puts it on and it's just like, first of all, I think he's wearing it backwards. Oh God. <laughs> because the like, the front shorts, like go like here and then they're rolling up. <laughs> Okay. And then I was like, that definitely seems like the back of the pants. Or maybe he's just on the junk. Not, maybe just not don't built fit for well. It. <laughs> okay, so Mary just thought he had a weird body. I thought, I thought he was wearing them backwards. Here's something else, though. It's also an ugly snakeskin print. Let's, uh, it, it highlights his her. junk in a way I don't feel comfortable with. Mm -mm. Bright blue, bright green, bright yellow, bright orange. Every color that nature has told you is poisonous. It's danger. Don't come near. <laughs> that was on these swim trunks. Wow. So did he buy it? No, of course not. <laughs> he tried it on to appease the women. So after we get to see this whole wonderful bathing suit scene, it's about a week later. We've got 72 days to wed. And we get to see um, basically, basically Cassia's in the house alone. 
because Jason and his dad spend all of their time going to different kind of sales, trying to buy things to resell on like on eBay. It's totally eBay, they, right? They don't say eBay because they can't, right? But mm-hmm. it's an eBay shop. But it's not like they have their own website. Yeah, so she's by herself while they're out like going shopping. And while she's in there, she's cleaning a lot. Because I mean, what else? What the fuck like, else are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, personally, I wouldn't. That ain't my fucking job. Like, yeah, but then I'd be like, well, I have to live here. And I would be like Mahalo. I would be walking around the neighborhood. I'd be making friends. <laughs> and I want to play American football. This, and this is the difference between us. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to clean his bedroom, which is like especially messy. And because she has to fucking she sleep has to in live there. in there. She has yeah. to sleep in there. Gross. And as she's like pulling out some stuff, like magazines, she pulls out an old Playboy. Nah. She's immediately fucking pissed oh my god she's hella jealous oh my god she's the most jealous person ever wow um it's like then she finds it right in between like all of the vintage uh sports illustrated magazines yeah so think she thinks he's hiding it from her oh yeah of course so she starts ripping through all of the boxes in the house she goes, opening everything. She sniffs through everything. She goes into the garage. There's just like giant rubber made tubs floor Everywhere. to ceiling. Uh, guess how much porn she finds in all of her uh, searching. None. None. The original magazine she found in the first place in the room. That's it. But guess what? She's still gonna confront him about it, obviously. Oh, of course. Because she, she laid to. down ground rules. That's there. true. Like she did say it before she comes, there better be not any nude like nude magazines in the house. Which is there's one exactly. Fair. If she said it as you a ground rule. Yeah. Now she's realizing that this is a magazine that he He's probably completely forgot was there. And now she's realizing she's made a huge mistake. Maybe she can use this. She can't back down. But she can't. She's in too far. Yeah. She can't realize that. I'm realizing it for her. Yeah. Yeah. So he and his dad come home. Yeah. In comes Frank too, the little doggy. Yes, um, I forgot about Frank. Looks like he got a he got back he got from a the pup salon. Oh, yeah. um, groomers. We get to see Cassia just like super up Jason's butt about this one new bag. <laughs> um, That's from like 1979. Yes, exactly. And she's like just bending it, yeah. almost like putting like folding it up like a newspaper to like whack a bad yeah. dog. Yeah. And then he gets so mad at her, and he's like, "Please don't bend that. It's worth ten dollars." <laughs> Girl, he's going to put those on his eBay when he has the time. Hey, how is she going to pay him back for that $10, that $10 with her no job? So, after we get to see this whole, like, terrible, stupid idiot fight... $10 is lunch at the Crab Shack. I can... Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Actually, actually I <laughs> do want to mention, before we move on from this, is that while they're, like, they're in the living room fighting about this, Jason's dad is swiffering in the background. <laughs> Just listening to them fight. You know, he's never used that Swiffer before. He was going to sell it on eBay. And now he's like, I want to lose drop Yeah. Ten days later, Jason decides that it's finally time to tell his dad that he wants to officially, formally propose to Cassia. Because he only proposed online. His goal is to bring her to the Tampa Aquarium and propose to her in front of the Shark Tank. Yeah. Dad thinks it's weird. But what? the most important thing to note here is that it's he pulled gauge. his dad out into the outdoor pool area that's, like, covered. They cleaned that pool. 
there's like a cute pool noodle in it, and it is Aww. bright sparkling water. Bright so sparkling water. Like, they scrub that pool. I mean, Thank they had it. Thank like, God. I'm assuming they had it done, not because that would be disgusting. So, <laughs> after he tells his dad that he wants to propose to Cassia in front of the shark tank, they shake hands. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> it's such a funny image to me that not only are they shaking hands, but they're both sitting down. <laughs> Is it because they don't next to each other shaking hands? Is it because they don't hug? They're just I, not I have to assume, thing, right? Yeah. Like, because hugging's like gay. Yeah, is it gay Ron, to have feelings for your father? It's, it's only gay to hug your dad if you do it at sunset. Otherwise, it's okay. Fellas, is it gay to love the sun? <laughs> uh, okay, so the next day, they drive 45 minutes to the Tampa Aquarium, and she wearing that snakeskin mini dress that she was wearing... Two weeks ago? Yeah, I hope she washed the slushy snot off of it. I think she only has a one dress. Actually, Mickey and I went back earlier today and tried to go through the earlier episodes, and we think she has two dresses. Mm. She has a white, dress, white dress she wore to the buffet, and then the snakeskin one okay. <laughs> she's wearing now. So she's got what she's working with, a limited one. Yeah, she got all two. She actually doesn't seem very into the aquarium, <laughs> and like, personally... I love the aquarium. Ah, yeah. But there I are people that don't, right? And don't take those people who don't like the aquarium. But would you to the aquarium? But who would are you like those the, people? Would you like the aquarium if you were having to hang out with Jason, though? Because <laughs> he's been like a total creep the entire time. Also, would I like the aquarium if I'm wearing four inch heels and a snakeskin no. mini dress? Plus, that's painful. Yeah, no. I'm trying to like sit down. Yeah, did he Once. not tell her they'd be walking? I don't think so. <sighs> Um, okay, well, here's the other thing. Jason is, like... He keeps saying weird-ass things about how they're gonna attack and eat her. Like, here's this attack otter, it's gonna chew your brain off, or whatever. Ha-ha. <laughs> Let me set the scene for you. Wait, before you say anything, I need to set the scene for Rachel. Please. And that there is a tour happening, okay. and there is, like, this guy leading this group in front of, like, the whole... Like, in front of the shark tank. So he's, like, on the left... Speaking to this group of people sitting in front of the shark tank while Jason is proposing to Cassia on the on other the right. side. Okay. So there's a built-in audience. There's a built-in audience. <laughs> You're Cassia. I'm Jason. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. There's sharks behind us. I point at them and say, he'll bite you. He won't let you go. He'll kill you. And then I reach down into my tan cargo pant pocket. I pull out a ring box. I get down on one knee. Rachel, I propose to you in front of this whole tourist group in front of everyone. I mean, Cassia. After just giving a creepy shark speech? Mm-hmm. That's all he's Will says. you marry yes. me, Cassia? What? Ta-da. And she looks the happiest we've ever seen her. And she says yes, and people start clapping. She shows her ring, and everyone starts clapping for her. Wow. Um, and then we get this beautiful zoom-out shot of the both of them in front of the aquarium, mm-hmm. where we really get to see the outfits. Do we get to see the sharks? Yeah, we get to see sharks. But more importantly... And a barracuda. Hey. More importantly, we get to see Jason in his khaki shorts and long white socks. <laughs> <laughs> because he couldn't be bothered to put on a pair of chinos or like even like dress cargo shorts. Mickey said they were cargo pants. 
No, I'm shorts. sorry, they are shorts. Oh, I fucked okay. up again about that. And the actually, cargo Mickey and I were talking about this earlier, and I think as part of the Trash Rats brand, we mm. need to start making tuxedo <laughs> cargo shorts. Oh, no. Absolutely. Dude, there's not. an audience, and also we can there's improve all, this visual. There's something going on here. I'm At least need to help it out. Look, I'll do it for the money. That's, that's all I need. That's all I want is the money. <laughs> not that's what we're saying. Money. All I want is money. This brings us to Dumpster Fire of the Week Awards, Rachel. Woo! In this segment, Ashley and I are each going to nominate two trash moments of this week. Be it persons, be it fashion moments, be it just shit activities that happened. Rachel, you're going to award who was the worst of the worst, who was our absolute trash this week. Ashley, who's your first nomination? My first nomination is Jason from Spring Hill, Florida's Open Mouth Sneeze. (laughs) Super spreader COVID event. Um, Because no one ever taught this guy how to sneeze into his elbow or his hand or literally anything because he thinks it's appropriate to sneeze into the air and let the wind blow it back on your fiance. He's disgusting. Okay, speaking of Jason and things that are disgusting, I'm going to nominate... The blue snakeskin dress that Cassia wears <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Baby, that's nasty. I'm not. I'm not gonna fault her on that because I feel like she tried. Boy, she's trying she real got hard. The, she got the two dresses. <laughs> she, got two dress, outfits, she got that white dress. If you only had two outfits, you can only do so much. <laughs> But how did she come by that dress? She like, got it in Brazil. She must have at some point. Like, no, that's what I'm saying, though. At some point, she picked that out and bought it and has chosen to wear it. She and knows it, her body's good. And it sounds she ugly. She knows her, her body's great. Is bad. Um, okay, so my second Dumpster Fire of the Week nomination is... The bubblegum game that they oh. gave to Amy yeah. instead of doing a fun-ass drinking game. Oh, uh, yeah. That was brutal. Because, like, who wants to be drooling with bubblegum in their mouth while they're staring at eight women staring at them? Ugh. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm so uncomfortable. It sounds like I a like nightmare it. of high school, to yeah. be honestly. Okay, my last nomination. When Muhammad says he's not going to leave because of the money problems, but he would leave because of her not being honest about the money. I have to call bull, dude. I feel like he's just, like, looking for an excuse. And he's nasty. And he's just... He is nasty. He's a nasty boy. All right, so I was... Wait, okay. I'm so tempted to choose this fucking snakeskin dress or the sneeze or the combination of the two to be, like, a mega dumpster fire, but I was hoping that one of you would nominate the whole financial meltdown situation of Muhammad and Danielle because that is brutal. Like, that makes... That is the most cringy. Okay. Yeah. It I like... I always like your um, contributions because you see things that we don't see, right? <laughs> you actually get to see through what we're doing and actually pick the worst of the worst. Because I'm just really perceptive. You're so I good. That's, that's exactly why you're doing this job, girl. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers to Cheers. that. And actually, Rachel, this is a surprise <gasps> for you and our listeners. What? We're introducing a new segment. I love surprises. Um, Last week I got a surprise couple, and now I get another surprise. You get another surprise. Um, so for everyone's surprise this week... 
we're gonna have a little palette cleanser and we are going to spotlight one baby love. So what this baby love is the person, moment, or thing for whom we would tote their eggs, allow them to harvest the American dollar, and who is more than 55% acceptable. Harvest the eggs? The American dollar. <laughs> harvest the American dollar. We would tote their eggs. <laughs> tote their eggs. They can harvest the American dollar okay. and we accept it. Yes, all three of those are quotes from other 94 oh. couples. <laughs> now it makes sense. I can't sense. wait for you to see them. <laughs> okay. Is it because we need more time on this book? No, it's we because I saw something in these episodes that made me really need to add this section. Okay. It's so we're leaving more more positive than negative. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need something happy. We got to end it. My baby love that I want to spotlight is Frank the dog. <laughs> who belongs to Jason and his dad. That doesn't count. No, because when he came home, when they came home from shopping, they took him, they took Frank out <laughs> for a wash, and he came back with a nice, shiny coat. He had a wash and a nice, shiny coat, and he looked really beautiful. <laughs> so, okay. um, Frank the dog and his shiny coat, I am spotlighting them. For baby love of the week. Gotcha. That's cute. But do you know what else is cute? What? Okay. Who are you spotlighting for you baby love? You know what's cute? It's like when Chelsea and Ymir went antiquing and Ymir tries on a fur coat and says, <laughs> I look like a queen. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so cute. And he giggled. He giggles as soon as he realizes he didn't say the word king. But who's Rachel's winner? All right, well, I have to pick the dog, obviously. Bobby. We gotta get Frank the dog. Yeah. He's so Frank. cute. That's gonna do it for us this week, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Instagram at Podcast, on Twitter at TrashRoutsPod, or you can email us at TrashRoutsPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any friends or family who love trash TV, or even if they don't, <laughs> and they want to hear three ladies just talking shit to each other, please turn them onto our podcast. Please. Have them like, subscribe, do all that fucking bullshit. You and know if, what's up. You know what's up. If you have a minute, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be awesome. Thank Look. you. Yeah, thank there's, you so much, guys. There's a bunch of stars there. Just click the one that is farthest, uh, or tap the one that is farthest to the right. That's going to be the five-star review yeah. that you're going to want to leave. That's the, it's the fifth star over. Make sure you tap that one. Click that one. Thanks for listening, and remember, guys, life is trash. And, and so, so are we. we.